Welcome to Awakening Matters. I am your host, Cynthia Sloan. Here at Awakening Matters, we will touch on everything metaphysical, spiritual, human, and in all form. And we will do so from a place of perspective, from a place of looking at all that is from a universal point of view all the way down to the center of the head on your pen. So, and everything in between. So, welcome. Today, um, we are starting a little later, and that's okay. I want to talk to you all, and thank you for joining me, about many things today. Today's show is going to be touching on many things, but we're going to start with the experiences that I had, some of them in my childhood, spiritual, magical, wonderful, awe-inspiring, but most of all, the experiences that we as children, and when I say we, I mean the collective consciousness, um, as children in that age range, where, um, and hopefully your experience with being in the magic of what it is and was to be embody and experience the beauty of nature and the magnificence of this planet and all that exists on it, that you had time as a child, hopefully, to lay on Mother Earth and look at the clouds and watch them move and somehow feel a part of that, that you had a chance to feel the grass and feel that it was the most comfortable bed you ever laid in and that you had the experience. Those were experiences I had as a child. But then beyond those experiences, I had um, the experiences that aren't necessarily shared. Maybe they've happened. They haven't been shared very much. Um, Because when you do share that you're different, or not even that you're different, but that you have had different experiences, that you have had incredible, wonderful experiences that took you and expanded you. Clearly, as a child, you don't have that uh, vocabulary, but you certainly had the feeling, didn't you? a feeling that you were the cloud or feeling that you were part of the ocean or feeling that the earth that you were laying on, the heartbeat of Mother Earth was your own. Um, And maybe it wasn't so detailed like that. Maybe you were just laying there having a good time and you were feeling peaceful and joyful. And again, you were in awe of all that is. But I will say to you that growing up, I had experiences, those, and many more, but I had other experiences that I quickly came to realize were not shared by other people, and I learned how to um, go within, and I learned that um, I've touched on some of my childhood as well as my gifts, my abilities, et cetera, on other previous shows, which um, can be accessed 
through BBS Radio, and I invite you to go there if you have more questions about moi. But going back to the subject matter is that I had experiences where I could BBS Radio TV. New media. New information. New you. We make that possible. Okay. I don't know if I'm still on air, but what I heard was a advertisement. Wow. <laughs> What's going on? Yes, I would. Yeah, no problem. I'll just pick up where I left off. Tell me when. So, sorry for that interruption. Um, We're having some technical difficulties, which actually I'm smiling about because if you're looking for perfection, then Mother Earth is not your gig. Um, So, going back to uh, these experiences that I had where I could feel and see, the first I could feel, so I want to say to everybody listening, part of your ability to see auras or see see loved ones passed over or see um, illness in a body or see anything that you want to see, you first, you have a greater access to that seeing by trusting what you're feeling. Um, So using what you're feeling as part of your sight. And that is one of the things that I remember very clearly as a child is that I would get a feeling about something And then I would look in that direction. As an example, in the car, driving. Clearly, I wasn't driving. Um, I was in the back seat, and we would be driving on on a freeway, and we'd be passing these mountainous, gorgeous areas of nature. And I would just look over at at that mountain, and I would receive this dialogue so full of love that started as the car was passing the mountain, but again, it triggered the opening to a conversation within my heart center because Mother Nature is and continues to hold to the heart language for all form. Mother Nature in all forms, including animal life, tree, plants, etc. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Going back to being in the car as a child, that I would look at the beauty and it would almost slow down. And um, let's say I wasn't going, you know, the car could be going 65 miles per hour. But when I turned and looked at that mountain, the energy of that mountain and I connected wasn't even something I was seeking. It just was organic and it transpired. And it triggered Within me, in that moment, that mountain, the soul of that mountain, yes, mountains have souls, um, was able to recognize my ability as a child to be present for the soul, my soul to be present for the soul of the mountain, and a communication began. And even though 
The conversation happened way down the freeway or even exiting the freeway much later. That conversation and that feeling and that voice from that mountain, that soul continued within me and and so on and so forth, whether it was a tree, whether it was the sky, whether it was the earth. As a child, wherever I looked, except humanity, no surprise there, again, based on my life, but um, everything around me in my environment, even if it had experienced, um, and Mother Earth has, um, change, destruction, distortion, poisoning, all kinds of things, there was still this heart, there still is, but I'm speaking about then, this heart language that was ongoing and unending that went to the tips of the leaves and the trees. Of course, I'm talking about the tree right now. It went to the tips of the leaves and then from that tip into my finger and down into my being, and a communication happened. And so what I'm saying to you is that my childhood, again, for those who haven't tuned in till today, and if you're here, welcome, but previously I touched on my childhood was very, very dark with humanity. Um, it was a childhood of survival. However, it was Mother Earth and her heart language all around me, tree, plant, earth, everything. And then the ancestors of those trees. So, by the way, when you see clear-cutting, when you cut something down, etc., not only does the etheric form still remain there, But when I would touch one leaf as a child and now, or one space that has been harmed, as an example, maybe a fire, and I put my hand to that area on Mother Earth, I am transported into the history of that time and space, that place to the ancestry, to the grandparents, to the great-grandparents, to all that was prior to that, and then all the way into the present moment. And the love that sustained when we're touching trees or laying on grass, we are touching the ancestral heartbeats that came before us and will continue after us. And it's the same thing when we touch a human, whether we are hugging that human or we touch them emotionally and they feel moved. What I'm trying to say here is I felt very alone in my life um, and my childhood, but not with nature. Um, So humanity tends to judge and group in different areas where it feels safe to do so and then therefore not have to deal with what it doesn't want to deal with um, and get support for staying stuck, small, negative, um, judgmental, etc., 
And so when a group of people gather together at that level and layer, which unfortunately, unfortunately through the ancestry, much of humanity has gathered in that way, not all of it. But when there, when that happens, then there is undoubtedly, and that was me and is me, where I'm on the outskirts and I am not uh, included, and that's okay, because I am different. And throughout my life, I was told, you're ugly. Well, and even my adult life, you're ugly, you're too pretty. Your teeth are too white. Your teeth are too clean. Your teeth are too straight. Your, your hair is too shiny. Your, you know, turn your head. It's better in pictures than if your head is straight on. Your eyes are too small. So basically what I'm telling you is, please, do not try and be something for somebody else. That will never, ever feel fulfilling. And even if it does, for an amount of time, that time will always bring you back to yourself. So if you're not being true to yourself, you will always be brought back to yourself and invited to um, be like Mother Earth and speak a loving, heart-centered language towards yourself. And so when you do, you love yourself all, warts and all, but so much that what other people think of you, whether they like you or they don't, whether you fit in or you don't, you start feeling um, your ancestors stand with you. You start feeling the strength of Mother Earth and Father Sky envelop you. You start feeling seen and heard by the nature around you because you are loving yourself and therefore you are connecting to your own heart language, which then connects you to the heart language of all the forms, regardless if they are human or otherwise, um, important nonetheless, that are speaking that same heart language. And so as a child, I had many experiences uh, where my ability to see the duality, my ability to feel the pain but then be enveloped with the love of the environment we're in because, folks, Mother Earth, we are living, breathing, and existing on Mother Earth, we are being hosted by Mother Earth. Our presence here, we are a part of Mother Earth. We are, we are living in her aura. And so humanity tends to, I think humanity is struggling with extremes. And I think focusing quietly on Mother Earth, because she is creating her own balance, through extremes and then returning to balance, you can find your own balance by go becoming quiet and going within, deep into the core of Mother Earth and into your own core. And so my experiences as a child were experiences where a, a bird flew by me, 
And again, I didn't know it wasn't like this for other people. I thought it was like this for everybody. If a bird flew by me, I was able to see the etheric family of where it came from. Um, I was able to feel how it flew, how it found its balance, where its anchor was, etc. And so all, what I'm talking about in today's Divine Dialogue is how a person who, a child, and I'm talking about this with reason and purpose, how does a child that was born into such human darkness survive and thrive in such a light, love-filled way. And I'm here to tell you, because the world is very extreme right now, if you are hurting and you are feeling consumed by it, I tell you to take time every day to be with nature. Take time every day to be with nature, because then you are taking time every day to be with yourself. When you are with Mother Nature, you are with yourself, and you reconnect with an energy and a sense of strength, an energy and a sense of knowing, an energy and a sense of healing, where all of a sudden your mind is no longer feeling full, it's feeling at peace, or it's now focusing on the beauty that surrounds it. And so, you know... You can feel the beauty and the magic of life, but it's very difficult, though many have attempted and some have absolutely achieved it, but it is very difficult to translate um, and describe the beauty and the magic of being here. You know, animals, insects, four-legged, winged ones, those seen and unseen they all carry the heart language. They are here for their own experience, as well as opening the hearts of humanity or any form that does not have. You cannot tell me, well, maybe you can, but if you see a puppy or a kitten or a baby, that your heart language doesn't just open and start flowing. I mean, I have seen, I have been in meetings with men with suits on, and a puppy is brought in, and they try so hard to sit still, and all of a sudden, I'll look around the table, and I don't see grown men. I see their inner child in these huge suits they're wearing that barely fit them, sitting around this table, and they're fidgeting, and they're trying so hard to not react or relate to the puppy, so much so that one time, uh, the puppy was put on the actual table, um, conference table at that, a very long table, and the puppy just, like it was on parade, just, it was a golden Labrador, and it just trotted down the center of the table, and I could see that every person it passed could not help but smile, could not help but have their heart language activated, couldn't help but start to feel giggly, giggly, giggling, whatever, you get it. And the key here is that the heart language of every man and woman in that meeting 
was triggered. And let me tell you, all this fear and all this doubt and all this negativity about at this meeting, about these big numbers, et cetera. And, and yes, there was definitely a, um, hmm, I'm not going to say a battle, but there was certainly between both sides of the table, they each had their own free will and they wanted it their way. And let's put it that way. Well, after the puppy walked through and activated all the heart language and came around the table and sat in my lap, um, it was no longer this tension. This tension had dissolved, and all that remained was, give me your point of view. You give me your point of view. I think this is totally workable. So my point is, that literally happened, by the way. It was uh, in Beverly Hills, but a long time ago. But what I want to say to you is, if you are feeling overwhelmed by what's happening as well in the world to yourself, Etc. Um, seek not just puppies and kittens, but to seek the birds, the insects. Um, they are just as beautiful, and they have a heart language. And many other forms are on this earth plane to not only hold that heart language, but be of assistance as well. And so, you know, I started out saying that. Your ability to know yourself, you should never put that in someone else's hands. And I'm going to say, if you were going to put who you are, how you are, and giving somebody or something the opportunity to define you or give you a definition, then give it to the sky, give it to the earth, give it to and everything in between. And know yourself as free to the extent that you can be free in that moment to close your eyes and become the sky, to become the earth plane. So my experiences as a child really shaped my ability to know, not even a question, but a knowing that the animal kingdom talking about my experience only, never has to be anyone else's truth but my own because I lived it. It's absolutely my truth and only dwells in love. There have been so many people that don't understand how to how I could be that way in the world. Um, and it has not been easy. It has had its challenges. But I think... The ability to always return to loving oneself and allowing others to have their opinions of you while holding a greater truth of yourself will help you. So I don't care if when you listen to the show, you go and you look in the mirror and you point out to yourself everything you love and everything you don't necessarily love about you, and then you give all of that to the Sky Nation, to Mother Earth, to the plant life, to the flower beings. Become a part of a network that goes far beyond humanity and know that this time in your life you're here with reason and purpose, and this time in your life is not just 
to look at the extremes, but also to participate in how you can be for yourself and others a balance. And I say this to you because if you are here experiencing extremes, then you are here to also experience your ability to find balance. And your tools are Mother Earth, the animal kingdom, and everything in between. And so what I say to you is other experiences that I had were around not just uh, Mother Nature, um, trees talking to me. I mean, everything talking to me, including a praying mantis in the palm of my hand while I laid with my stomach on the concrete and held my hand out. And we talked for hours. That praying mantis shared to me who they used to be as a species on Mother Earth in the past, why they were no longer in that form or that size, where they are now. And the more questions, the more answers, the more questions. And so I say to you, there is a world surrounding you that is available to you. And these experiences shaped me. Um, the experiences with humanity absolutely impacted me and continue to into the future of my life. But my experiences with uh, everything else, by the way, my other experiences, as a child or even as a teenager that shaped my belief in a universe, that I'm a part of it, that it is light-filled, that it is love-filled, that it speaks through a heart language, that there is nothing to fear, that I am only light. And those who see anything but that have not cleared their darkness, have not dealt with their fears, have not dealt with their lack of soul evolution, and I can say that with complete and total clarity because of the work that I have done on my own uh, duality. And so I say to you, don't be in shame and don't be in negativity. Don't be in shame for having soul evolution. Don't be in shame if you look around to your friends or the people in your life and they pretend to be something that they're not, or they pretend that they are in a place that they're not, that their words don't match their actions. Please don't spend a huge portion of your time trying to make them see you or get you or understand you or turn yourself upside down until you lose everything that matters to you and even pleasure you realize you've removed from your life. I say to you, seek out time with yourself, with music, with Mother Nature, with the animal kingdom, with spirituality, with metaphysics, with tools that give you the opportunity to know yourself on a level that um, it's not necessarily others' ability nor job to do so. And so when you are able to achieve a clarity about who and why you are. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a child, I didn't even know that I wasn't or that I was. I was just a child. And so when I looked at that mountain, not only was I being validated and being sung to and being talked to, but, again, I thought that was normal. What's normal? 
you know? Normal is just something somebody decided that this is normal, and then everybody followed suit. But I can tell you, in civilizations on this earth plane prior to now, normal is not what, um, let's say, is happening or was happening. Um, Telepathic communication, time travel, interaction from one location to the next, from where you are to where you want to be. I mean, there's a, just by literally energetically in the electromagnetic field of who you are, placing yourself from one place to another without having to get in the car, drive there, appear there. I remember all of that, and I remember it not only with a strong feeling of joy, but a sense of not, not shame, but a sense of knowing that, hey, don't share this stuff with people. They'll call you crazy. Don't share this stuff with people. They will judge you. They will fear you. They will look at you weird. They will, et cetera. And then I said, <laughs> as I got older, hey, that's great. Because if they do, then you will know who your chosen family is and who they are not. So what I say to you is this, my life has shown me that I am part of a network of love, a network of a heart language so much bigger than the trauma that I have endured being honest and truthful about who I am and how I am. And that network includes everywhere you look and everywhere around you a lot bigger and stronger and greater than the humanity level in your life. I'll also say to you that um, I had this experience where I was walking through an old growth forest and I was standing between these old growth trees and I could, I was so full of light and love and the love, feeling the love they had for each other and the visions they were showing me of what their dwelling and of what their land space used to look like. But the knowing within them that they had the ones that were still there and then the ones that weren't there were in a etheric form. I couldn't even talk. All I could do to match and meet that level of love throughout the entire forest was cry because it was like coming up and out and over. It was huge. And as I walked from tree to tree and down the path, I was told story after story after story. And I would stop and I would pay attention and I would listen. And then I would, I would say, I'm so incredibly honored. I was so honored. I'll never forget it. I walked the entire forest um, doing that and feeling so honored to be there. So honored to be not only in the present moment there, but to see that the path that came before me was now the path that I was walking, but everything that came before me was still present. It may not have been there, present in physical form, but it was present etherically, energetically, 
vibratory. It was vibrationally, rather. It was there, and it was full. There was a fullness. There was a fullness. Now, I'm not saying if there's a clear-cutting, which is horrific, that there isn't the other extreme, which is, um, you know, humanity is not the only species that when it is um, taken out in large numbers, and that's a horrible way of putting it, I'm trying to also refer to um, clear-cutting, that grieves. So then there's the other side of it that there were some that were grieving or if I've been in it clear-cutting or even seen it, there has been grieving. Um, but then there's also been healing and a heart language. And so I say to you, it's all of it. Life is all of it. Life is all of it. Life is the joy, the struggle, the love, the fear, the health, the illness, the awareness, the density, the joy, etc. And I say to you with such authentic intention, if the people around you are not able to ex- accept you when you are struggling or at your lowest point in life, then, or they say, something to the effect of, you'll be fine, get over it, or we'll see you when you're done, that's a sign to you. It's time to find a new group. It's time to find a new friend. Um, We are here to love, and when we are in friendship and in relationship, and when people you've known to be so point-on-point let's say for a long span of time, they're doing really well and you've only experienced them a certain way and then they're in the hardest time of their life and you kick them when they're down, no. What you want to do is find people that will love you even stronger when you are hurting, when you are scared, when you are unclear, when your mind goes blank, when you are panicking. You want people not that scatter and then gather together to destroy you. You want people that come towards you and see that you're hurting and love you even more and say to you, it doesn't seem like it right now, but you're going to be okay. And so I say to you, it is worth it. You are worth it to spend time alone until you find those kind of people. And in the interim, start spreading your love from your heart and your soul and your energy body without saying a word. I don't care if you're at the supermarket, in the car. I don't care where you are. Try it. Make it your own. Don't take my word for it. Start spreading the energy of compassionate love, unconditional love, Wherever you go, I'm not saying be around people that make you feel bad. Absolutely not. But be in places maybe where you don't even know the people and you are consciously sharing and expanding, just literally watching or intending rather that your aura or your energy of unconditional love or energy of love, period, is filling the room. That is going to return that to you 
tenfold in your life. It's the theory of expectation and the energy that you will receive in return. So if you want to be mm, changing your life, but you're waiting for something to happen, then I invite you to share the energy with life, in not just people, because people are not life. Life is so much bigger than people. So share your energy of what you desire to happen as though, like, tune into that, what you desire, and feel it full circle, back to the beginning of um, the show. Feel what it would feel like to accomplish those goals or reach that dream or envision being loved and supported and celebrated, whatever it is, and then hold that feeling within you of what it would feel like and then expand it into your life. And again, doesn't matter if you're in a car wash or in a supermarket or in a restaurant, expand that moment as a part of your life. Expand that good feeling into your life in that moment and life will respond. Life will see you, help you, hear you, and acknowledge you. You are worth it. And if people don't understand you, if people fear you, if they hate you, if they talk about you, if you never get asked one question ever, because others have decided not only who you are, but your fate, laugh and allow yourself to laugh with yourself and reclaim, rejoin the center of that old growth. If you're hearing weird sounds in the background, weird in quotes, my dogs are playing. (laughs) I'm not going to, like I could stop them. I'm not going to stop them and I can't. So, if you're hearing weird sounds in the background, those are my dogs playing. So um, carry on. Um, so if, if it's so important, I can't emphasize it enough to look at the, the love that you are and to recognize that if you are... You know, people can only see you at the level of where they're at with themselves. So let's say you have a group of friends and you come in looking just beautiful and you feel so good about yourself and then your friends start insulting you or they start making comments and you start contracting and all of a sudden not only do you feel small, but you don't even want to go to the dance. Know that it's quite the opposite. You still look beautiful, but the people who see you in that dress can only see you through their eyes. And if they cannot see their own beauty, if they cannot see and trust their own heart and share that beauty, then they can only offer you where they're at. They can't reach where you're at. So they bring you down to where they are at so they can relate to you, and then they, of course, want to take you lower. And maybe you go there, and for a time, it's a very hard time. It's a very hard time being that low. And if you're alone going through it, I bless you. And I tell you that 
there'll be times where where being that low, you question many things, including life itself. But I tell you to come back, seek to place Mother Earth's dirt in your hands and feel held. Seek to hug a tree and close your eyes and feel her hugging you back. Seek to look at the face of a puppy or to feel the heart of a kitty or a dog or a cat or a bird or whatever is around you and feel their heart language. It's why they exist, not to make you feel loved. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they exist because of their heart language. And if you can feel their heart language, then you can feel your own. And you can return to yourself, not hating others. I mean, make it your own. But you can return to yourself with a deeper understanding of clarity. And that is, leave those, whether they're family, blood-related or not, to themselves. And if they are down on you, gossiping about you, everything they say is false about you, don't struggle against that. Let them have it. Because really what they're doing is boxing themselves in. And their soul evolution is not happening. They are stuck. And so you carry on and return to a place of higher, deeper love for yourself and for the community of Mother Nature and the animal kingdom that surrounds you. And you will not only know yourself to be true, but you will feel not only peace, but gratitude. Gratitude for who you are and that you are. I promise you, I've been through it, and I know it to be true, so I can promise you, you will come back with a love so much stronger and deeper, a wisdom far beyond the hate, negativity, or whatever it is that is your struggle today. There is healing to be had, and there is life to be lived, and there is joy as well. And there are, at the same time, there is tragedy. You know, life, right now, somebody's getting ready for their wedding, and they are beyond ecstatic. Right now, somebody's burying their loved one. It's all happening at the same time. Right now, somebody's being born, and right now, somebody is passing. So it's all happening at the same time. We as humans are here to experience a part being a very honored part of Mother Earth, but she does not need humanity in order to do that. So think about the generosity of heart and love, the generosity for our ability as humans to be here for as long as we have, and be in gratitude, respect, and I invite you to be knowing that you are part of a family, a family of all beings that are on this earth. Please don't struggle against struggle. 
let those of us who have walked in struggle, whether we were five years old or 55 years old, share with you to turn away from the struggle and turn towards what makes you feel good and embrace yourself. And by doing so, you are loving yourself. I promise you that. I celebrate you. Tune in in two weeks as I share with you some very funny stories about what my spirit, who my spirit guides are, what, how they made me laugh, what they shared with me and what they showed me, but very lighthearted um, laughter in regards to how spirit guides work in our world and in our lives, how spirit guides um, work with humanity and how your animals, by the way, whether it's a cat, a bird, whatever, a dog, how they can see your spirit guides, how they can see loved ones on the other side. I'm remembering some of my experiences and they're making me laugh. Um, and so tune in to hear that very funny and lighthearted um, experience. I send you love, so much love and light. And I remind you that you are whole and complete even when you don't feel it and that you will return to yourself and you will create a chosen family. And so for now, I say goodbye.